This programme is brought to you by Training Tilt. Training Tilt is a complete toolkit for coaches, health and fitness professionals and nutritionists. Combine your website, e-commerce needs, client communications and training plans into a single affordable platform. For more information, please go to www.lisatamati.co.nz forward slash training tilt. Welcome to Pushing the Limits, the podcast that gets deep into the psyche of extraordinary achievers across all genres, cutting to the chase to unlock the secrets of their success, their achievement, philosophies, and motivations. Join us in the quest to find out what makes the movers and shakers of our world tick and what gems of wisdom we can learn from them. Well, hi everybody, it's Lisa Tamady here at Pushing the Limits and today I've got two very special guests. I've got Cam McDonald and I've got Angela Jenkins. Now, Angela is sitting on the Sunshine Coast and Cam, whereabouts are you actually sitting? In uh, Bruce Vegas, otherwise known as Brisbane, Brisbane. In, uh, in the Gulf, in, in Queensland. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. So we're all over the world today. Um, now, Angela, the listeners will perhaps recognize the name from the last episode that we did with Angela and David from the Kitesen Institute. And this is a bit of a carry-on from that original conversation because we wanted to dive deeper into one area, which was the epigenetics. And that's why Cam's joined us today. Now, Cam is from PH360, which is an epigenetic testing company or online company, as I um, understand. Cam will explain a little bit more. Um, and you're all probably wondering, what on earth is epigenetics and what is this all about? So, Cam, can you give us a little bit of background? I can give you a, a quick, a, a big brief background. I could talk for days on this, but I will save you the ear, the ear volume. Um, what uh, effectively, just to start with the, the second question, what, what is epigenetics? Um, epigenetics is understanding what the genes are expressing at any one point in time. So let's say that you've got the, the example I like to use for this, let's say that you walk into a fridge and it's really cold in there. Uh, you've got your DNA strand and your DNA is always exactly the same. It, it, change, it doesn't change from when you were conceived all the way through to if we um, from, from to when all the way through your life it, it stays exactly the same. Your DNA is always the same. What does change though is which of those genes are turned on or turned off. And so when you walk into a fridge, your genes for shivering effectively turn on. So uh, what happens is you've got um, these two two little molecules here. They're called histones, and then the DNA wraps around them and then spreads out between them and, and joins all these things up. So together you've got like a, a histone here, a DNA strand between, and then another histone here. And what happens when you get cold is that they come together, they close up. Mm -hmm. And so now... Oh, no, we've lost Cam. Hang on. <laughs> Are you there, Cam? I'm still here. Oh, yep. yeah. Sorry, we had a bit, bit of a hitch. Carry on. Where'd you, where'd you, where'd you, where'd I fall out? Uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're shivering and they pull together. Yeah, yeah cool. <laughs> they pull together. And so these genes here, uh, these ones right here, they code for shivering. And then now they can be used because they're now they're exposed. But then we walk into a sauna. These open back up again. 
we can't see these genes anymore. We can see these ones, and these ones are designed for sweating. And so we've got exactly the same genes, but our body is responding differently. And the same thing goes for uh, if you do strength training, but your body is designed for uh, endurance training, uh, your body doesn't respond as much. Wow. If, you put your mu- if you put your muscle under load, your muscle goes, oh, I've got to be stronger. And so your gene expression changes so that you get stronger. Now, some people, uh, when you train them for strength, their cardiovascular fitness actually increases as well because that's the way their genes are designed. Wow. Uh, whereas some people could train strength and not get not get strength gains, not get endurance gains because it's not the right training for them. So what I've spoken about there is two very important things. One is that our genes change or their expression changes. Our genes always stay the same. Our DNA stays the same. But how they express themselves changes based on our environment. And then, uh, depending on who we are, it will change differently. So one person who goes into the fridge with plenty of insulation won't get as cold, won't shiver as much. Another person with no insulation will shiver a lot more and it could be a lot worse for their health to be cold. So understanding that we express differently based on the environment and we express differently compared to other individuals. That's what epigenetics is all about. Understanding what is the best thing that you can put around your genes, what's the best environment that you can put around your genes that are best for you to give you the best response and the best health. And once you have that environment, your body can then go about fixing itself, which is what it's designed to do. So, uh, So what's really important as a combination of that is that it comes into the social aspect of things. You only need to hang out with um, unsavory people to feel unsavory. Uh, you know, you, you spend time with, with people who annoy you and give you stress. It affects the rest of your body. You spend time in an environment that doesn't agree with you. Sometimes people don't like humidity. Some people don't like really dry temperature. Uh, you spend time in a job that you're not suited to or that your brain doesn't match up with. All of those things actually change your gene expression and can cause as much influence as nutrition and exercise. So this is where PH360 comes in is that they've spent the last decade and a half putting thousands of individuals through testing, uh, through anthropometric testing and then genetic testing and then biochemical testing to say, right, uh, how do different bodies respond to different environments and then spent a huge amount of time and effort coding that information so that you can literally take measures with a tape measure. It codes to the genes that you have without taking any blood or saliva swabs or anything like that. We can actually do it with a tape measure and a questionnaire. It maps all the genes that you have and then tells us what state those genes are in. Like I'm holding a bit more weight around my stomach. That tells us a whole lot about different hormones that are out of place, particularly for that person because a big gut might be actually really natural and healthy for some people, but it's not not healthy for for normally people with more slender bones and less muscle tissue, a big gut is diabolical. So understanding, so what we have is an understanding of the genes, then we have an understanding of how they've expressed, and then we get a very, uh, very specific um, suggestions as to what you've got to do to get your body back to its healthiest, not just on nutrition and exercise, but the social environment you should be in based on your neurochemistry and your brain, wow. the work. Uh, work environment that's going to be best for your strengths and your mental abilities and then even your physical environment and even your sleep patterns are all based in your genes and and can make a huge difference so the the mission of ph360 is to eliminate chronic disease and pain by the year 2050 and there are a number of strategies that are occurring the tool that we have ph360 uh is 
is a very important part of that. It's it's for the science and medicine people. And then there's a lot happening with the way we're talking about how pe- kids could learn at school based on their brain, uh, how we can really introduce conscious parenting. Uh, we're even getting into governmental change as well, which is happening in a few countries around the world. So this is a lot more than just the tool, but fortunately we have an incredible tool as well that's really about achieving what we want. That's absolutely amazing. In fact, it goes far, far deeper. And now my mind's just spinning as you're talking, thinking, oh, my gosh, the implications of this could be absolutely amazing. You know, I was thinking more, okay, we go to the gym and we know that we work this way better and, okay, we'll do this set of exercises or eat that type of food. But you're saying, actually, it's your career, it's, it's how children learn, it's, 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 every, it's much, much deeper than that. So how... Because I know uh, from the little weeny tiny bit of research I've done on DNA and stuff, I know that we're at the top of the iceberg from what we understand of our DNA. Um, how, yeah. how accurate then is the testing already at this phase of the development of, of such a, a, a tool? You know, it's a tool that this, this is a website, people, that you can go and put all your measurements in and it will give you all these amazing, incredible reports and then you get coaching on top of that. What I'm um, wanting to know is how exact is the science behind that at this stage in the development of, of this sort of uh, epigenetic testing? It's a really good question. Uh, and <clears throat> so firstly, I need to say it's very accurate. Uh, it's, um, when, we, when we have a look at... The, uh, how the information's come together. What's really important is that, yes, the individual interactions of the 25,000 genes, from a Western medicine point of view, uh, the understanding, yes, we're at the tip of the iceberg, because trying to calculate how an individual gene will operate here compared to this, and then you change the environment, and then none of those relationships hold anymore, and you have to recalculate everything that's going on, that's incredibly complex. And this is what uh, PA360 have done. They've effectively taken information from state-of-the-art here and drawn information from 8,000 years ago and having a look at ancient medicines and what they knew then because what we know from over five different populations who all had their own medical systems, they all described uh, very similar phenomena and that is people have a, a driving force or a constitution and then there are variances on top of those constitutions. And so what they did was actually started mapping those ancient medicines against Western genetics. And they started saying, right, when we have a a morphology or a body shape like this, what does that actually mean genetically? And what are the things that that body's going to need? So rather than trying to work out what each individual gene does, we've really short-circuited that by going, right, well, let's figure out what the top-down approach was from these ancient medicines, and let's see what sticks. Because you know, ultimately, this is science. It's not just oh, let's let's just make it happen uh, and and sort of squeeze the data the way we need to. It's sort of well, Ayurveda was really accurate when it came to this, but not in this situation and not in this situation. So what genetics allows us to do is actually fine-tune those modalities and make them a lot more useful. But what the Ayurvedic and Chinese medicine allows us to do as well is to say, let's have a look at the big picture, the broad strokes. Let's bring that intel forward. And in that way, we're able to really shorten uh, the the algorithms and the calculations between this one gene and how it's going to operate. So so now we've put – there's been over 15,000 people through, uh, like officially measured with genes and with uh, bone measures and with outputs – um, I've personally seen 500 clients as well as a dietitian, exercise physiologist, and 
the results I see are absolutely astounding. And, and to understand that some people actually need to work on their mind first rather yeah. than their food and exercise is really powerful. And that's probably the thing that, uh, you know, I just had a, just finished up with a client just then before this before this session, and she was like, "God, you're more like a bloody life coach than a dietitian." And because we were talking about how her body requires stability and safety because she's got a, I guess constitution's a good word of one that is needs grounding, needs uh, to feel safe, yep. and everything in her metabolism is about finding security. Whereas other bodies are actually not about finding security; they're about finding their mission and taking as many risks as possible along the way. Sounds like me. Um, <laughs> very, Lisa. Yeah. very different brains, very different needs. But me knowing that she's got a body that needs security, I go there first and we have the most profound impact. So I guess Crikey. now we're, we're, we're attracting a huge amount of research interest from, um, uh, from University of Queensland, from Bond Universities, from uh, University of Southern Cross, we're already uh, teaching personalized medicine in some of the universities over in the States. Uh, there's been talks of this with the U.S. government, U.S. Army, China as a country. Uh, so oh, wow. it's, as far as where this has been developed to, this is a, a very, very substantial tool and will only continue to get better as well. So, how, um, Cam, how did you get involved in this? I mean, you, you are, a, like you said, a dietitian and a, was an exercise physiologist, did I understand? Um is this have you brought it to Australia or is this your you know how 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 are you involved? Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm heading up. Well, I'm CEO of PH360 Australia, I guess, and, mm -hmm. and lead educator uh, along with a colleague of mine, Kyle Riley. Yep. And so uh, we're we're charged with educating all the health professionals wow. um, and making sure that they can use it with their clients to really make it a great thing. We. Um, it's great to have information and most people will put their hands up saying, I know exactly what I need to do, even if they don't know what they need to do, but they'll be confident in what they need to do, yet they will not do it. And so this is where, as health professionals, we've got to start a new conversation with what kind of what kind of language does this brain need? What kind of um, environment does this brain need in order to gather this information and really do it? So I've been using this in practice myself for the last four years um, have been working with people all the way through from diabetes uh, right through to just people who want to just be a little bit healthier. Found it by pure coincidence as these things would happen. I was doing an interview for something completely unrelated and uh, we started chatting to the guy who was hosting the interview. Turned out to be the owner and co-founder of, of PH360 and everything that we were talking about was on the same wavelength. So wow. I was the first practitioner really in Australia to, to give it a crack and worked on that. Uh, myself for about 12 months and then started educating other individuals over the last couple of years. So, Like, like Angela. Uh, so is that where you've come in, Angela? Yeah, yeah. So I've done the I've done the course and, yeah, it's really changed, I guess, my approach. You just change everything really because this becomes sort of the top of the hierarchy. So, you know, I thought I was doing a lot of personalised health. You know, yeah. I do blood chemistry. I look at hormonal markers. I, You know, I have had some genetic reports. But now when you layer this in, you just look at things so differently. And something Cam touched on before and something that I found really powerful as well is that, you know, people often want to be something different. They go, oh, but I want to be – I need to go to the gym like such and such because she does that. Or I, I need to do that. But as Cam said with that client he just had, their most important thing is safety and security. And a lot of people that I've worked with um, so far have just been like, oh, you know what? It's okay to be me. 
like they, they, it all of a sudden it gives them this acceptance. So rather than create this resistance and this stress that they're fighting, they're accepting going, okay, that's me. So now that I know that that's me, then I can make these changes around it rather than trying to be someone else or something different. And yeah, that's just something that I've um, that's empowering. found really powerful as well. Yeah. yeah, it's really empowering, you know, like, you know, I think it's really cool. Yeah, oh, yeah it's, it's totally empowering. I'm just thinking mm. all the implications, you know, we're always comparing ourselves to everybody else and why can't I run as fast as so-and-so and why can't I look like her and why can't I, you know, and you beat yeah. your head against the wall and you try your best and you go, huh, and why isn't it working for me? I'm doing everything that they tell me to do. I'm training this way, eating that way, doing this, and all I'm getting is stressed and worn out, basically. So what you're saying is, hey, let's mm. look at your uh, talents, let's look at your d- problems, let's look at your chemistry, Let's look at your whole makeup and then find a yeah. route for you that leads to health, fulfillment, uh, career. Absolutely, because it's more than that. It's, it's everything, isn't it, you know? And we're all unique. That's what – everyone's unique. And how cool that we can, like, do a unique plan and a unique program for, for you. Yeah. You know? It's, and it's mind-blocking, mm. actually. So – Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kim, what areas, so for the listeners, you know, who still haven't, um, you know, haven't had a chance to look at your website and see what it is you do and how the coaching system works, talk us through the, the different aspects of it. So on the website, you've got your foods, your fitness, you've got your um, lifestyle, uh, what else have you got there, your resources, your coaching, how does that all work together um, to, to give you these reports? Yeah, nice. Um, all right, that's good. So uh, effectively, the measures that are taken, uh, we're reverse engineering your genetic information from those. So we know a, a skull a certain size and a jaw length a certain length and a, a neck a certain thickness and a wrist a certain thickness. Those correlate to particular genes. So just from your waist-to-hip ratio alone, there's over 30 different genetic markers that you can measure wow. just knowing how they deposit around their body. So those, firstly, all the measures, it seems really weird that you're taking a measure of your skull and your jaw and you actually then get an output that relates to your psychology or your physical environment, but it's this is what we've been able to do. Um, so the questionnaire then cross-correlates. So if we know, for example, uh, you've got blonde hair, blue eyes, pale skin, and you're tall, you're likely to, lead, to need very, very little sun. Uh, your vitamin D receptors are really powerful because they your body's not designed to be in a broad spectrum sunlight for too much of the year. And that's why you see a lot of Scandinavians up the top of the world who look like that uh, because they don't need as much sunlight to get their vitamin D. So we actually know from their physical outward you know, expression, we know stuff about their vitamin D receptors. And there's lots of different examples like that. Wow. So that's the, that's the questionnaire really grabs that kind of information. And then it generates well, based on your nutrient profile, like your vitamin D levels and your methylation pathways, which are actually predictable based on those measures again, we then say, right, what foods have got the nutrients that we need and start ranking and filing all of the foods against what nutrients you need versus what other nutrients are in that food that are going to block certain nutrients that you need. And this is why we end up with broccoli being great for some people and not great Insane. for other people. <laughs> it's this, this type of response that says it's not the food that's good or bad. It's whether it's good for you right now. That's really important. So the pH, as you remeasure, and this is what's so useful about working with someone like Ange, is that when you remeasure, uh, you actually get a, a new list of foods sometimes. Other times it doesn't change too much. But if you change dramatically in your health, your food list will change dramatically because now you have a different body that needs something different. So your food list actually changes with remeasuring, with, your, with the season as well. Uh, and the future tech is coming 
we Shay the app in the next couple of versions where it'll measure how much exercise you've done and then update your lunch profiles to say, you know what, you actually did 400 cal of exercise. We've increased your lunch portions to account for that. So it's about really understanding what happened to the body just now and how can we treat that going forward. So that's the food. The exercise then gets into uh, times of day that's going to be really suitable, and that's a big part of the program generally is the chronobiology of when you should be doing things. happens with food, happens with exercise, the type of exercise, how you're going to be motivated for exercise. Um, well, and that's where the, the coaching information is a little bit more powerful again uh, where it actually tells you like your fit principles for what's going to be best for your body. Uh, you know, is it strength training and then really slow cardio or is it high intensity cardio or is it yoga? You know, and, wow. and really these things can have dramatic differences. People doing yoga can sometimes gain more muscle than people doing uh, endurance training because their body's not designed for that. So um, that's that's been very interesting. We then have uh, some incredible data and research on the different people as they're measured how their brain works so we can actually map the EEG of their brain or they've done this as part of the data gathering and said, right, if you've got this type of morphology, this type of body shape, this type of bone structure, these types of genes, we know that predominantly you're going to use the front left part of your brain to process most of your thinking. Uh, we also know you're going to be high in these neurotransmitters, which means that one, two, three, four tasks are going to be really easy for you. Being organized is going to be much better for your brain. Doing things in a really planned fashion are really great for you, whereas other people like the excitement of doing random things and doing That's jumping me. between tasks. <laughs> yeah. Activators, so the two I've got on the call right now really like jumping between tasks. And doing <laughs> That's it. We're multitaskers. It's in our genes, Lisa, multitasking. Okay, that's good. It's giving me permission to be crazy. That's good. Exactly. <laughs> Whereas, uh, in fact, you'll be really good at it. So then we have someone at the other end of the spectrum who is who need a plan. They're like a cruise ship. And if they don't get their itinerary mapped at the start of the trip and then you start throwing icebergs down in front of them, they're going to freak out. And it's, it's very bad for their health to be in that state. So, uh, And that's to do with their serotonin levels. It's also to do with the natural flow of their brain, whether it be alpha, beta, or theta waves, which it most naturally sits in, that that trans translates into their workplace, into how the mind is relaxed and de-stressed. And then it even goes into the socializing that you're going to benefit from. You know, Is it chatting that you need to do more, or, or do you need to have a business meeting for your best social outing? And my brain is designed for business meetings. Like this right here is my yep. perfect social outing. I'm talking business, <laughs> talking health. Um, loving it. it doesn't need it's purposeful chat which is really important for my brain but my old man is a connector doesn't need that much purpose with the chat um, because it's about it, it's about connection not about purpose or, or the purpose is connection rather than getting stuff done and productivity and you could save so, a whole lot of marriages this way you know <laughs> have, you know we have relationships we, and we, things yeah it's we, very cool with relationships yeah I've seen it a bit already. Like I've got a mother and son in my group program and just seeing some of those dynamics change when they understand each other has been really, really cool. And yeah. I know when I got my husband's profile done, it just, again, it gives you that acceptance. Like, okay, that's that's him. That's a part of it. And like, it's been really good for us to look into that as well. So oh, yeah. yeah, you do see, and Cam sees it a lot with, um, yeah, I'm sure you have couples that come in and you coach and yeah, it's really cool. It's it, yeah. This has got bigger implications than just like Way getting a bit fitter and healthier. Well, that's yeah. what I, you know, originally that's what I thought, mm. you know, I just, but how do you measure like, because the testing only measures, um, you know, measurements and your eye color and your hair and your, you know, your shape of your skull or whatever. 
Um, it doesn't, you know, take blood tests and do, you know, cortisol levels or uh, food sensitivity testing or, you know, that sort of thing. You know, like I've just done food sensitivity testing with Angela as well. Does that correlate one-to-one? Does it come out with the same results? I mean, I, I know what I've got in there, but um, does, is, you, do you know, know what? Yeah. Hmm. Do you know what did come up, which was interesting in your profile? On, on your food test, you're off the scale high for dairy. Yeah. And in your profile, it actually says that you're prone to have issues with dairy. Yeah. And like, so that to me is like, it, it's really interesting like that, that, that that's come up for me. You know, like I just think, well, you know, we've yeah. matched that now. It's really. Um, so there is always yeah, really... this correlation, you know, like it, it is yeah. backing up the other tests, if you like. Uh, that's right, and it, it even uh, and I'll let Ange talk to this as well because she's very good at this. Uh, is that it helps you interpret results in a way? So, and and we can, yeah. when we get to you, we'll actually talk about that in more detail. But uh, what we know, what I've seen in food sensitivities, uh, in some cases, um, there are frank sensitivities to salicylates or something like that that uh, that the body really re- reacts to when it has those because it doesn't have the the mechanics. Um, or the engine to actually process those chemicals away, particularly when they're stressed. But generally, when there's a high level of stress, the body's sensitivity is a lot greater, yeah. as in uh, you need a less to tip you over. Yeah. Whereas what, what we do is rather than just looking at food, if we take stress out of your relationship or uh, for the connector activators in the room, if you start exercising right for your body and to be getting frustration out of your brain through good intense activity and making sure that you're eating the right food and particularly for a crusader cuffs that we've got uh, with you, Lisa, um, that your purpose is on track and you're doing the things that are really important, doing all of those things actually calms your body down so that when you have a food, you're not as sensitive to it. Because your body is just – the nutrition is a symptom of the stress going through your body and some bodies, when they're out of whack, will be more sensitive to other things. So what – And that's how the approach – yeah, sorry, you go, Kim. What PH6 you'll pick up is the major uh, things that your body might be sensitive to based on your the chemicals and the ends, the genetic enzymes you have or pathways that you have in your, in your liver, for example. Um, and then what we see, what I've seen in practice is people's food sensitivities actually drop over time because right. their bodies – in a state of better you can, health. So you can cope. It's, it's, it's like the bucket scenario really, isn't it? You know, you can put stuff in the bucket until it starts overflowing and then it all starts to go out and turn yeah. to custard. So what and were you going to say? I think that's how it's changed. Yeah. I just think that's how it's changed practice, like for people, is that, you know, there's lots of different people that I've worked with over the years that had food sensitivities. And rather than do uh, a general healing plan for the food sensitivity, we're actually able to look deeper as to what that driver is for that individual. And like we'll chat to you before and we know that, you know, we you need to be moving to clear your mind. We need to de-stress your system because you're really driven by that stress side. But that's not the case for everyone. So, you know, that just reiterates to me, if we calm those things down for you, you know, you've got signs of digestive inflammation that showed up in your bloods too. And that's part of your profile. So for you, if we focus in on that side of stuff, we're actually, that's how I would heal you now, as opposed to doing more of a generic, I guess, gut healing plan or dealing with food sensitivities. This allows the approach to be really individualized and what the biggest driver is. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just you know uh, gobsmacked at the implications of everything right now, and trying to you know stay ahead of the the interview here because it's like, it's it's really um, gives a complete new perspective. So how many, Cam? If we can just go back to the science for a little weeny bit, um, how many? So like, there's scientists all around the world that have been doing this for 15 years, I think you said. 
So this is a yeah, culmination of how the hell did they manage to pull one tool together, one website, and and do all this incredible interpretation of 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 what seems to me incredibly complex uh, systems. Uh, firstly, yeah, international team that have been at the head of this and they've been using experts as they need to. So uh, there was a core group that had um, an idea of really uh, bringing together the Western and the Eastern in a very validated scientific way. And so using that model, they then went to just go and test. But a lot of the data has been driven from the actual experience of individuals. So what do we do when we apply this? We get that. What do we do when we apply this? And this is where... It's that N equals one idea of, well, let's see what happens to this individual with these measures and and let's see how that body responds and let's see how they go out of whack and you collate enough of that data. And when you've got 15 years, you can collate a lot of data. It's just that people aren't really willing to sit down for 15 years and actually put the effort in to do it in a systematic way. So um, oh, the, uh, in, in short, it's it's no no small feat. It's, it's not happened out of magic. It's been... Uh, just an incredible amount of work for an incredibly consistent time, and now we're um, we're able to really enjoy the fruits of it. So you're you're at the at the really at the forefront of a health evolution, I'd say. You know, because I mean, I train people. I'm you know running coach, uh, mindset coach. Now, do I have to go and reprogram all the way? I think <laughs> um, to work with. Yes, there's some general principles that probably apply. Um, generally but you know to actually individualize this whole how how on earth are you getting like health professionals on board like doctors coming on board with this new way of thinking uh i mean people like Ange, obviously who are you know really agile thinkers and you know um move on the fly with with the new technology how how are you what are you facing with the traditional medicine the yeah the narrow-mindedness of traditional (laughs) approaches (laughs) The, uh, the answer to your first question is yes, uh, everyone pretty much needs to relearn. Uh, the second, just as I did, the, the second part of that is the information you've got right now, it actually fits better when you have this frame of reference. When you understand how you're looking at these things, the information you've got right now becomes a lot more powerful and a lot more specific. Mm-hmm. So um, first, that's the, the first bit. The second bit, as far as docs, uh, there's been a number of uh, functional medicine docs, uh, a number of GPs. Um, in Australia, and we're really just starting out in Australia at the moment, Australian Museum have only been operating for 18 months, but there's been a, a much bigger movement over in, uh, in Europe and also in the US and now even China, uh, where there's literally hundreds of docs uh, using this information at, at various levels, and we've trained up a bunch of, um, of health professionals at all levels as well. So. Obviously, um, it does take a mind. You need a scientific mind to do this because you need to be to be ready to observe what's actually happening. And uh, where where we find resistance is people who who aren't willing to observe effectively. So, uh, but, but eventually, what's going to happen is there'll be a, an upward pressure um, for everyone to be looking at this personalized approach because people are going to demand it. Uh, we have the technology to achieve it now, and so <clears throat> there's always going to be late adopters in any movement. But yes, the, the yeah. people that we have are incredible, uh, and you know it's really particularly the fact that we're now educating health or medical professionals wow. uh, in Europe and in the states. It, it makes a very very different game, that's for sure. So you yeah mm-hmm. you're going to start doing that in Australia and hopefully New Zealand too. So that that has happened already. We've trained up uh, a number of docs out here. Um, uh, the bulk uh, of of the trainees really is aimed at the people who are spending more time 
with clients. So docs obviously only you know, get about six minutes. Yeah. Um, and unless they're going to extend their, their billing mm. to you know, exorbitant amounts and, and make it an hour, we actually need to focus on making sure that we've got people like Ange who spend that longer time with people to actually go through the information because there's a lot of information and, and helping people guide through that, uh, very, very important. So the bulk of our focus is on allied health professionals, fitness industry who see people two, three times a week. Yeah. Um, and then obviously we, we have the docs overseeing the harder stuff, uh, the more the, the medical implication stuff, and they've got some special stuff coming in a couple of years that will really make their job a whole lot easier too. But the way we're looking at this, this is this is one of the most profound changes that's going to occur in the health industry, uh, mm-hmm. and will make uh, a significant impact and, and really transition things a lot over the next ten years. Yeah. So, so I think people that are listening can, um, you know, if they're interested, because they've got a lot of you know trainers and and doctors and even listening to this podcast. Um, can actually go and do the training even though they're not a medically qualified doctor. They, they're they able to, yeah, and it's a, what, a year's program or something? Uh, or interestingly, uh, there's education that goes for, for many, many years. However, the um, to, to be able to use this tool, uh, it's a, at the moment, it's a, it's a 12-week course. Yep. And effectively, all you've got to do is understand, in, in theory, <laughs> you've got to understand how to measure somebody um, and then interpret the platform because the science interpretation is actually taken care of by the algorithms at a level right. that's far beyond individual. However, uh, this is the benefit of working with a doc or someone like Anne, who does functional testing and really gets into the biochemistry as well, is that with their scope of practice, you can, you can get even greater data as well when you're working with a health professional. So a medical person would talk about medications and implications for life and death stuff. Yeah. And then we go to someone like Ange who can deal with that uh, that sick to healthy, unwell type person mm-hmm. um, and really use the skills that she has to add to what PA360 is because it's really just a tool to aid a practitioner to give the advice that they yeah. need to hear. So um, uh, regardless of, of qualifications, people work it within their scope but they can really get a lot more, uh, a lot more inroad uh, in by using this tool because it really helps them cut to the chase with what they're trying to do with their modality. Absolutely. It, it could be, a, you know, like you say, regardless of the the situation that the individual client is facing, they can go to different PH360 practitioners, if you like, in different degrees. So the doctor might give them the right medication for their detox pathways or the yep. the personal trainer might train them in strength training in this particular direction. So it's something that could benefit anybody along that, that sort of path. Um, mm. So how do people get uh, do this testing? How does it? How do we? You know, uh, and then we'll go on into a little bit into my particular case study. Be warned, people! I'm a complete nut and mess by the sounds Can of it. <laughs> I've got a um, I've got a link, um, Lisa. That if you wanted to share, if people mm-hmm. wanted to do the testing, I've got, I've put together a special for um your guys if they wanted to do oh, the testing fabulous. as well. So they'll save a lot of money and get a little. Um, I've thrown in a 30 minute consult for 10 people as well. So, wow. um, I can share that with you. So if they yeah just go to that link, then they can enter in their data and start accessing this straight away, which is um. Which is really cool. We'll put that in the show notes. Thanks, Angela. I really appreciate yeah. that. So, ten people will yeah. get a, a actual coaching session, but more people yeah. can get the token. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've got the link there. Rate. Yeah, 
Okay. Yeah, a discounted token. Yeah, it's nearly. I think it's nearly a hundred dollars New Zealand or for the for your listeners. We've put together a special package. Fantastic. What is the cost of the? Yeah. You know, um, you know, without the discount, what is it normally? Yeah, so it's a, about two hundred eighty-five New Zealand dollars for yep. people to um, to get. So in the special, I've put it together for one hundred ninety-seven. It's actually an Australian dollar, so similar yeah. New Zealand, and they get the coaching session and the token all included in that for you. Yeah, super. That's amazing. Yeah. Thanks for that offer. Um, so get in quick, people. Um, for, <laughs> right. <laughs> so when we say we get a token, that means you just put in a code, and then you can do all the measurements. You yeah, can take sorry. the testing. Yeah, which is basically all for your profile. Yeah. yeah. And, and you get similar. access to that for a year, all the all the foods, all the all the exercise. Because as we said, it does change. So if you redo your measures in six months, you may get different foods, or three months, you get different food output. So you'll get access to that um, app for a year and all of that information. Yeah, because that's something that I didn't, I didn't grapple uh, at the beginning when I did it. I thought, well, why would I check in every week? You know, like why why would I check in and see what's changed? Not my body shape's not going to change in a week. So what what would change? You know. Can you explain that yeah. a little bit, why people need to keep coming back and, and delving into it deeper? Um, in terms of re-measuring, I wouldn't re-measure like every week, but in terms of re-measuring, things do change. And a lot of the questions like, you know, I've had people go through who, you know, they might have had, um, say, some white marks on their nails and that's changed, or they might yeah. have had cracks in their heels and that's changed. And those things are signs that different genes are expressing differently in their body. So, you know, things are changing and that leads to different foods because you may have different nutrient requirements now. So there's all of these ah. things that have a knockover effect and, and your measures do as well. So different measures or different ratios means um, different hormones may not be as dominant. So, you know, it does change and that changes different outputs as well. So it's really important to keep regularly updating it. And that's the difference between epigenetics and genetics is that, you know, yes, we've got the the strand of DNA, but it does, epigenetics changes over in time. Our environment switches on and switches off these different genes. So yeah, it's really important to do that. So you're staying with updated um, information specific to you. Fantastic. Yeah, so epigenetics really does mean the turning off and on of certain genes. You're, you're born with a set of DNA, you've got it forever. However, you might be prone to, I don't know, breast cancer, but if you avoid this, 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 and this in your environment and you do this, eat this, and drink that, and do this, you're, you're likely to turn that gene off, correct? Is that or oversimplification of that? No, no, that's perfect. And the yeah. other thing I'd like to add to that as well is... Um, because you've got a lot of uh, details on, you know, how your mind works, what's going to de-stress it, things that you should look out for. And often when you read, let's say you're reading like a self-development book and you read it once and you put it down for three years and you grow and you read it again, you go, Jesus, I didn't remember reading all this the first time. Like, yeah. And you get a lot more out of it. And then you read it again in five years and you get more out so of it again. So true. The same thing goes for insights into your mind. It's like, oh, jamming up and getting too many tasks on my plate actually does make me feel overwhelmed. Um, and so what, what that does, it helps you navigate when you feel overwhelmed that it's okay and to get less, more things off your plate. But at the mm. same time, you also gather more resilience and reminding yourself of what your brain's good at or how you should be socializing. It's like a, a daily digest of and to yeah. a constant reminder, like a little angel on your shoulder saying, hey, just do this. And do yep. it consistently because people could hear things once and not do anything about it. Yeah, so and the thing about- that I, yeah, from an implementation point of view as well is that there's, as you know, Lisa, there's so much information there. So when I'm coaching people, it's like, you know, we just get them to pick out a couple of things to start with. You can't do everything at once, but they're the high priority areas. But then we keep checking back and adding in layers to of their life so they can all of a sudden, you know, live more in alignment. It doesn't happen, you know, in the first session. Yeah. It takes time to actually get the implementation. 
Yeah, and because because mm. you know, well, um, let's go a little bit into my uh, results. Just to give people an example of. Uh, have you you guys got access to them? Can you see them there or anything? We can, or we can just yeah, generally I'll... go over what sort of things stand out for you. In, in my case, just to give yeah. people uh, a bit of an overview of the types of reporting that you're getting. I mean, I'm I'm looking at a page here on the social side of it. Um, you know, and what type of things. And it's resonating, you know, the stuff that you're saying. Um, what's one here? I just picked it out of the blue. I might have impulsive reactions that lead to expressions of anger, sometimes even in the public. Practicing self-control and focusing on the positive generally helps. Yep, that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> Can fly off the deep end if I'm not, not careful. Um, yeah. What's one other one? Uh, I may not easily tolerate routines and structures that are directly imposed on me unless I agree with them entirely and might prefer to be a free and lateral thinker and appreciate people who think like me. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) That is a a stone cold activator trait, that one. That's um, don't box me in. I will break all rules if you put rules in front of me. That's me. It's really interesting. Cam and I had a bit of a chat we had a bit of a Lisa chat actually earlier this morning about sort of your profile and some of the things. And it was really interesting. Some of the things that, and I'm sure resonate with you is that, you know, you're really driven about purpose. Like you're really driven and what your mind can do is, is really powerful because you you're on the cusp towards the crusader cusp, but your actual body um, needed more recovery. It needed more rest. It wasn't designed to actually kind of keep up with the mind. And that sort of led to, you know, a lot of your, things that have come about have been driven by this, you know, like you've got this drive and this purpose and this mind can do anything, but the body hasn't kept up. So that was, um, you know, really interesting. Yeah. Not, a, not all profiles are like that. You know, <laughs> definitely a bit of a weird one. Yeah. Cause I, you know, yeah. as the listeners will know, cause I've shared a bit of my journey with um, the hormones being out of whack and having troubles with uh, um, autoimmune responses and fibroids in the uterus and um, too much information for some people. But so this is why I've gone a little bit into this journey and, and I and I love to share the learnings from this journey. So I don't mind sharing some, um, you know, personal insights into what's going on on me. And yes, uh, so you, you're saying activator, you said something about crusader. What do they mean? What's the different things there? Do you want to describe that, Cam, or do you want me to... Yeah, no, no, I'm happy to. Um, There's basically a wheel. There's a wheel of profiles based on your basically mesomorph, ectomorph, endomorph profile, but it goes a lot deeper than that. I'll let you – Cam's probably better at explaining me on that side. Mm. Just imagine a a dinner plate and uh, effectively uh, there's six major biotrend or biotypes, health types, whatever you want to say. Um, Those six groups really help us sort of understand the constitution of a body. So – uh, so you might have someone who's got your frame, Lisa, um, and you've got, let's say, you've got some caring hormones. And normally the caring hormones are found in a body on the other side of the circle, but you've got a body that has this kind of constitution, but with a few caring bits as well. Whereas this body is predominantly caring with maybe a little bit of fire. And, that, and so uh, effectively there's six major groups around the circle. What's really fascinating around the circle is that from one side, let's say that you've got the early birds, uh, uh, you've got the real fiery kind of athletic type body that holds muscle well, doesn't hold fat tissue that well, and is quite lean most of the time. They've got a fiery kind of personality. They like initiating things. They like jumping into things. Uh, that's over one side. And then over the other, the opposite side of the circle is someone who is a lot calmer in their mind. They've got a, lot, a much uh, a greater ability to store muscle, to store fat generally. They're a bigger body. 
They're a night owl. They're meant to be calm. They're meant to be considered. They're meant to take time with decisions, which is the direct opposition to what we see on the other side of the circle. You have (laughs) the fiery kind of activators. They're the the, the typical shorter in stature, not much more than 170, 172 for females, 178 for guys. They've got a bone structure that's moderate. They've got a muscle structure that's moderate, but they're, they're very lean. So you see a lot of that muscle. They've got a very athletic physique. Yep. You then have uh, one of, and I guess we're talking just the three main ones, and then there's uh, three mixes as well. Then there, we have the, the pure ectomorph or the sensor. They've got the most delicate skeletal structure. They've got uh, the least amount of muscle, the least amount of fat. They've got the most uh, predominant central nervous system in their development. So none of their organs like none of the rest of their body really developed except for their brain. And I say that, you know, like uh, yeah. figuratively, of course. Yeah. But their brain is so dominant because they don't have a body of resilience to rely on. They've got to be thinking ahead the whole time. And so they've got a very dominant brain uh-huh. on, a, on a body that's not designed for physical load and physical work. Um, we then have the pure endomorph that have got everything built for resilience so they've got bigger bones they've got bigger muscle they've got a greater reserve of fat tissue if they if they put themselves in the environment to create that they've got a body that tolerates a huge amount of stress but they go at a slower pace they're not designed for really fast active type stuff they're designed for steady strong type stuff wow. so those three sections and then that obviously divides so you've got the uh, the activator the fiery versus the thinker if you make a combination of those, you end up with someone who likes taking risks, but strategic thinking risks, as opposed to, I'm just going to do this and not think, as opposed to, I'm just going to think about this and not do anything else physical. <laughs> and then we have uh, the connector up the top, which is the opposite. So the, the sensor, because they've got such a uh, powerful mind, they're very sensitive. They sense everything a lot more powerfully. Uh, and so as a result, they like their alone time. They're actually massive introverts who spend a lot of time by themselves and thrive, whereas the opposite end of the spectrum is the connector, which is Ange, who is constantly wanting to be around people because they actually get a whole lot of their currency from oxytocin. And so they have a body that's more stable, stronger. Um, It takes a lot more to shift weight on that kind of body, which is a good expectation to have when we're trying to lose weight, is to know whether your body's going to lose fast or slow. Um, But they need that stability because they're giving out energy all of the time to people because they want that connection from people. That's what forms their currency. Um, We then have the the, the last mix, which is if you take the the skinniest ones versus the the heaviest ones, like the most solid um, versus the thinky, you end up with a a thinking, more solid person. So we've got a a moderate bone structure again, an ability to go up and down in weight, but they constantly think before they do anything and everything's at a slower pace. So rather than be strategic, fast risk-taking over here, we've got steady, strong, slower, more considered, but very up in their mind as well because that has some dominance because they're a mixture of the the strong and the think, if that makes sense. So that's a a brief... there's so a, I I came in in the what the activator uh so the mesomorph and ectomesocusp you're right on the corner of those two which means that you've got that fiery nature but it also means that you've got a brain that's very dominant because we have a, a very dominant brain in the crusader which is what you're on the cusp of um, and as a result your brain does a lot to dominate proceedings of health and yep. so the combination Angel talk about this the combination of your mental power and your physical uh, power need to be balanced. And, and we know 
Uh, actually, I'll, I'll let Ange get into some of the juiciest stuff around yeah. what drives different diseases in different organs because some people have completely different reasons why they'd have diabetes and completely different reasons why they would have autoimmune conditions. The reason why you have an autoimmune is very different as to why an endomorph or an ectoendomorph would have autoimmune. They're completely different. Uh, wow. And we have different types of autoimmune around the circle. So, so much so we have blood pressure localized, the majority of blood pressure localized right at the top of the circle. We have the majority of rheumatoid arthritis in a 60-degree window around the bottom right-hand corner. We have a lot of ulcerative colitis and Crohn's within a 40-degree window on the opposite side of the circle. Both are autoimmunes, but both have completely different pathophysiology. So um, this wow. circle is very, very powerful on a, on a number of different levels, but that's a, a brief overview. So that's, yeah, it's very, very complex without seeing the actual diagrams. And, you know, this is a podcast, plus we'll put it up on YouTube as well. But um, people can at least, <laughs> once they uh, go into uh, PH360, then they will get these reports yep. and understand the side of it. Um, yeah, going a bit further, Ange, on, on my situation, then what are you seeing as being issues for me, if you like? I guess it just, I mean, we've got, we know what some of the issues are in terms of obviously what's going on with, you know, like your hormonal levels and your bloods and things like that, you know, like your lower hemoglobin and, you know, your lower, your suboptimal thyroid function. Like we know the, you know, ovarian issues that you're having in those type of things. We've got those there. What I see is the big difference. And this is what um, pH360, sorry, pH360 allows is how to approach it. And what your profile tells me is that you were driven by by ACTH, which is an adrenally driven hormone. So you're all about the adrenals and the stress. That's what's driving a lot of these issues. Like your body needs adrenaline in your system because you're yeah. an activator. You need that. You need that. You just can't sit around and do nothing. You need that. And it's Never. actually good for you to have that. But it's only good for you to have a certain amount. You actually need to rest and recover. And what's happened is particularly because of the mindset side of things, like you've driven and your adrenals have, have worked overload, basically. They've gone into depletion and exhaustion and they're actually driving a lot of these. So they're driving your thyroid. So, you know, when I treat, like look at someone's suboptimal thyroid, I won't always look at the adrenals for doing that. But with you, I am. Like for other people, it can be something completely different. They're more sensitive to thyroid. It's actually their organ. It's what's going on for them. But for you, it's adrenally driven. So, you know, we really have to have a look at that overall stress load on your system and look at what we can do for that recovery because that is driving I believe a lot of these things issues. that are going on and yep. yeah a lot of these issues and you know the oxidative stress you know that showed up in your bloods and that's you know showing up in your epigenetic profile and stuff as well so you know it gives me things like you know okay you need some green teas and I've got your list here you know it's really important for you to have sulfur it's really important um for you too, like when we say recovery and, you know, relaxation, you're not going to like go to a Buddhist temple and meditate for a week. You know, that's not going to suit you. You have to move. And what's interesting is that for some priorities, that would actually work really well for them, you know, some biotrends. But for you, you're all about movement. Movement is how you, you know, get Recover. rid of stuff and how you yep. channel a lot of that anger. But it's just, you know, so it's very important that you do some of that movement, but we just need to do it in the right way and, you know, make sure it's balanced with that recovery. So it just changes the whole um, approach how we do things so and I think too you know something that I noticed in your profile is because you are driven by purpose like you you know you want to achieve and those type of things it's like is there a, but it hasn't been good for the body because the body hasn't been able to cut, keep up, keep up with I just think there's something there if we can find what's going to give you that drive and that purpose and get that dopamine hit for the achievement but that's actually going to be kind to your body so is there something that we can look at changing in the mindset around that and that's what I think's 
could be really exciting about, you know, you doing some work in, in this area. Yeah, and exploring a little bit deeper. And then mm. as far as, so like, the, this this PH360 also gives me the exercises that I should do or not do, uh, what type mm-hmm. of exercises will benefit me. Um, yeah. And so, the, yeah. Um, so by doing, like, this last year I've been doing high-intensity short sessions. I mean, I've done 20-something years of the opposite long 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 yeah. and super long and long yeah. long uh yeah. and low intensity but you know so I've, I've swapped that up is it am i on the right track there or am i going to burn out my adrenals even more by doing yeah. this high short intensity? burst is what suits your short burst is what suits your body better so you're more of that short burst person as opposed to you know the um, is, the hours on end yeah, yeah. which is weird but i think we I've just have done that yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's interesting isn't it but it's but i think that's been driven by um your mind because you could do that you had that drive because of your mind is so powerful in your profile that's what's that's but that's why you, i think maybe some of the health problems have come about now because the body just couldn't keep up with it wasn't made so for if that. we look at how your body <laughs> yeah yeah so if we look at how your body's designed it's more designed for more the short bursts you know so it, it's about doing that but i think we just have to monitor the intensity and the recovery that you're doing based on everything else you know that is expressing but definitely movement short burst recovery is is definitely what i'd look for you Right. Cam, do you yeah. have anything to add there? For... Uh, yeah, just to, just to give a little bit more background to what Andrew was saying, it's all bang on, bang on the mark. The, um, uh, what we see with the activator or the, the mesomorph is a, t- is a sensitivity to oxidative stress. And so you would think, oh, I've got to reduce all stress. That's not necessarily the case. Your whole system designed to be 100% on and then 100% off. And when you are on, you are going faster and more powerfully and with, with less hesitation than anybody, anybody else. But that should happen for about 30 minutes and then it should stop completely. Wow. So it's, it's uh, and this is what's so important is that uh, if you're familiar with the kind of fractal theory, which is sort of every little bit of the world is found in every little bit of the world and that that's the way it is for your exercise. So the ultimate exercise for you is heavy on and then rest, heavy on and then rest. And then we're talking about, 30 minutes on and then resting, we're then talking about you could do a week of hard exercise and then have a week off uh, and your body's inertia would actually carry you through and you would feel okay. Uh, We then look at you over a year and over a life, we actually have those same types of periods happening as well, high intensity and then rest, like nine months of work on, three months of work off because you'll get so much done in that nine months that you can actually take that time off if you wanted to. But when you've got a brain that is saying, I need to do more, I need to do more, and I'm not rewarded unless I'm doing more, then you don't take that rest. And then when we look at the comp- comp- and competitive side of being activator as well, it's, oh, they reckon I can't do this, or what do you say, body? I can't do this. whatever. Watch me go and do this. Uh, and so there's a, a bit of a disconnect from what your body's wanting to versus what you're doing. So uh, That's you know, That's so true. Oxidative stress. Uh, the really powerful part of that is, is when you do that thirty minutes, you get such a powerful inflammatory response that it creates growth. But the only way you can, can get that growth is by resting, and that's the that's the balance. The activator wants to keep going, but they have to yeah. stop in order to gather their rest and gather the growth. And that's, and so and that's the key. That's the key for you, yeah. And that's yeah. mentally as well as physically here. You know, um, so for me, it's like, oh, I'll go and physically smash myself and then I'll come back and then I'll mentally smash myself as as a recovery. But that's not really recovery then, is it? 
Uh, well, well, that's a good question, actually. I would say that there still needs to be – it's very good for you to have purpose in both, but you still need to have rest from you, both as actual well. Actual rest, rest, as in yeah. mm, mm-hmm. go and watch a silly program or something. Um, yeah, and, exactly. Zone out. Um, yeah. Now, that, that makes all, all the sense in the world. And, I mean, I'm just flabbergasted. I mean, I, I only did this last week, and I still haven't really um, been able to integrate, you know, all the reports and food lists and – uh, the social side of it and all of that, you know, uh, into my life. So this is a, a, a tool, people, that that can change the whole way you see yourself, the whole way you value yourself, the whole – your future career path, your child's school development. There's so many implications for this that I think it's, um, you know, uh, an incredible scientific realm that's just opening up to us, isn't it, Kim? Uh, what, where do you see this happening? Like in the next five years, I mean, people should get in now and, and do this test now just to see where they're going. But where is this ship heading? So there's a, a few projects underway that are going to really change a lot of the ways we do things. Um, first, there's, they're running some experiments with schools already about teaching kids from when they're two about different ways about how they can learn and all that sort of stuff. Um, so that's, that's already happening and we're, we're doing some trials around that. We've already run some trials on uh, a workplace called Flowjex, which is you flowing through the day and being on in line with your chronobiology and watching your productivity increase as you do things when your brain decides that it's best to do certain things and working with people when it's best for you to work with people uh, rather than having these set routines of nine to five, all that sort of stuff. Uh, we're looking at, we're running... It's stuff on conscious parenting, probably some of the more ex- uh, exciting and more nerdy things for me. Are, uh, there'll be kids profiling that's coming out in, in a few in a couple of years wow. where we'll actually be able to start this stuff early on because uh, right now we need fully fully grown bones to take the right measures. Um, and what's, what's also coming and what's already in trial in China, in, uh, in Europe, is the medical platform that sort of uh, is really going to reconstruct the way we're looking at health generally gets very, very specific with how we actually tackle very specific medical issues and where we can really start doing what our mission is, and that's eliminating disease. So over the next five years, you're going to see a lot more uh, opportunity to engage with this, whether it be a platform and you jumping on the platform and and getting your data done. We we run retreats, which you can go and live for your genes for a week. there'll be huge dissemination within the health professional community. We're already running workshops for uh, the fitness industry, for allied health industries, uh, and we've run three medical uh, conferences as well. So that will be happening a lot more frequently. So really it's just, it's about everyone getting on the same page with the same mission in mind. Cause that's, we're all in the same reason, like to fix people and mm-hmm. get everyone healthy. Yeah. If we're fighting, just wasting time. So this is about getting everyone talking the same language um, making sure that we're actually giving the right advice based on evidence, based on good science, um, all of those things, it's it's just a, a big extension and a much bigger expansion. And, and as we go forward, you know, we've, we've had chats with New South Wales government about what the pathway would look like for this to be used. And so, you know, that's a five to ten year plan yeah. of how we do that unless we can create a lot more momentum in the meantime, which is the plan. So, And you're heading uh, to New Zealand as well, like you've – You've yeah, got New Zealand that, coming up really soon as well, which is cool. Well, yeah, yeah, t- yeah, I'd love to hear all about that, Cam. You know, like um, drop me a line too. I'd love to be involved in some way because this is this is an exciting time to be. I mean, I can see the passion pouring out of you there. <laughs> yeah. 
this this weekend we're running our first health professional conference in Christchurch. Oh, fabulous! Oh, I've lost you there. Sorry, yep. Oh, you got me back. Yep, got you back now. <laughs> Hello. So, uh, Christchurch Friday, Saturday, Sunday. If you if you want to be there, we'd be more than happy to have you in the room. Oh, bugger! I won't be able to get there this Saturday, Friday, Saturday. But um, yeah, look, hey, thanks, guys, both of you, uh, Angela Jenkins from Kiteson Institute and Cam McDonald from PH360. Thank you so much for your time today. Um, I will get those links. Oh, any links that you guys want to send me, and I can put in the show notes, would be really yep. appreciated. Uh, people, if you it. want to find out more, where do they find you, Cam? How can people get in contact with you? The best way to do it is. Uh, jump onto the the PH360 Health and Medical um, Professionals page on, on Facebook. PH360 Health and Medical Health and Medical Professionals. Um, uh, if you want to uh, find out about health professional events, it's just events at ph360.me, uh, and you can you can get through to me one of those ways. That's no problem whatsoever. Fantastic. I've and- got the links for you too. Yeah. yeah. So you'll send me the links, Angela, and just yeah, yeah. once again, Kitesen Institute, the website there. Um, www.kaizenih.com. I-H, okay. I-H Fantastic, one, yeah. guys. Thank you so much for the insights into my crazy world and um, <laughs> for spearheading what I think is going to be a huge revolution, and I'm excited to see where this goes. Mm. So thanks very so much. Thanks. thanks for your time. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you. Appreciate it take this opportunity to tell you about my new e-course, The Path of an Athlete, that I just launched recently. This is all about how to develop mental strength, resilience and tenacity, learning how to overcome the barriers to reaching your full potential and stop those limiting beliefs that have held you back. Whether it be in your personal life, your career or in your sporting goals, you can control the outcome of your life. For more information, please go to www.lisatamati.co.nz forward slash e-course. That's it for this episode of Pushing the Limits with your host, Lisa Tamati. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and share all this goodness with your networks so we can impact more lives with positive insights and inspiring conversations. And check us out online at www.lisatamati.co.nz. That's it for this episode of Pushing the Limits with your host, Lisa Tamati. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and share all this goodness with your networks so we can impact more lives with positive insights and inspiring conversations. And check us out online at www.lisatamati.co.nz.